The following show may contain subject matter intended for a more mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Please note, the hosts of this show are not trained medical professionals. They are simply sharing their own personal experiences with mental health. Please do not use it as a substitute for professional help. Do not attempt anything without contacting a trained medical professional. Harambe and Jesus. Wait, are we recording? Yes. Harambe and Jesus. That'd be a great, great way to start this one. Harambe and Jesus. Do you have a moment for Same our Lord truth. and Savior? <laughs> I I don't think a tree could support the weight of Harambe and Jesus together. You'd be, it needs to be like a strong African tree. Yeah, Harambe is just a massive gorilla. And I mean, have you noticed everything with Jesus? Like I'm looking at the cross over there in my mom's room. He's always like shredded. He he's is. always like ripped and have shredded. Have you seen the Korean Jesus? Yes, he's the like Korean, super yes. buff. He's super swole. This dude is ridiculous. Hey everyone, so well, of Korean Jesus. welcome to Talking Feels, where we're currently spitting truth about Jesus and how ripped he is. Uh, that's that's the first goal. If there's ever if we ever get time machines, yeah. I'm going back in time not just to see if Jesus did real miracles, but to see if he was jacked. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so this episode isn't actually about Jesus or Harambe. We're gonna talk about depression today. Depression is, uh, it's mad wild. It's, it's thing. I'm actually pulling up the dictionary definition of depression. Here we go. So, uh, it's a noun. Depression mm -hmm. is a noun. Uh, feelings of severe despondency and dejection. Um, to a long and severe recession in an economy or market. Three, the action of lowering something or pressing something down. Okay. That's uh, those are the three main definitions right there. So the one we're gonna talk about is financial depression. I feel as though we're getting close to a recession and we need to handle that because if we all go broke, we're all gonna be legitimately depressed. Though no, we're gonna talk about depression, depression, and uh, Kyle, what is depression to you? Like what? Is, like just like a few. A few words or just like a sentence or two what is depression um, to you for me for the most part if i were to distill it down would be a getting stuck in an endless loop for the most part uh that's Ooh. that's the uh depression i go through where i'm going through cycles of what i should do what i can do failing at that and then uh self-hate because i failed at that and then I try again, and it's a constant cycle of kind of looping through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's something simple as just like working out, or you know, some, it's always something positive. You're trying to get yourself out of another situation, and I find myself getting stuck in this loop in my head that doesn't allow me to step out of that and push forward. Yes, yeah. um, that's a simple way of putting it for the most part. But that's kind of how I define uh, depression, okay. uh, at least for my day-to-day -day struggles. Okay. I think, wow, that's actually a really good way to describe it. I think for me, it's just like, it's waking up and feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders. Like literally like depression is sort of like, cause you have anxiety, which is you being elevated. And then the opposite of it is depression where you feel like bogged down in while it's a mental thing, when I'm in a state of depression, it does feel like a physical weight being dragged down on me. And it's, uh, 
the way I look at it is, uh, I think Sisyphus is the name of it, where he's constantly pushing the boulder oh, up, and then yeah. at the end of the day, it comes back down. Sisyphus. Yeah, that's what depression feels like to me. Like, no matter how high up I push that boulder, it just keeps coming down, and I have to keep trying to push it and push it and push it. And but the moral of that story is Sisyphus learned to love pushing the boulder. Do you love your depression? Is that what you're saying? Ooh. I mean... Are you loving, loving the state of... Uh, do you, do you dwell in it? Do you, or is it just like a pattern that you don't know how to get out of? I don't know, cause with me, like it sucks. Like the stereotypes, like oh man, tortured artist, this and that. Like I don't like using that as a source of inspiration, but I notice when I am feeling that drag down feeling, creating is a way to sort. Of, we are doing a selfie. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> just keep going. Keep going. So uh, depression for me is like. Oh man, I lost my train of thought. Damn the boulder, feeling <laughs> down, pushing it up. So art. So by creating, it kind of like when I'm in that depressive slump, creating allows me to push my boulder, and it allows me to try and express myself. Someone once told me like the way to battle depression is through expression, and their belief was physical expression, physical activity. But no, like depression overall the sensation it's just like feeling dragged down it's a heavy weight on you that i feel like eventually you do lift it eventually that weight gets off of you but when you're going through it in the moment it's just a giant weight being dragged down on you so yeah that's that's depression although thinking about sisyphus and his boulder maybe maybe i do kind of need that depression the depression but uh so i think the best way to go with this episode, we have the disclaimer at the very beginning of every episode, but I do want to stress that more so than ever now because we are going to go through some of our own personal experiences with depression. We're not trained medical professionals. These are us just sharing our part. You got to stop saying that, man. Because if one day somebody be like, oh, I'm going to take Kyle's advice, that's going to be on you. I'll be like, all lawsuits, this guy right here, he's the trained medical professional. <laughs> but we're like we're not trained we're not certified we're sharing our own personal experiences please don't try anything that we suggest that involves drastic measures negative coping measures just talk to a medical professional be like hey i was listening to this podcast and chris and kyle said that they do this to cure their depression should i do it and the doctor will probably be like dude don't sit around at home masturbating all day that's a terrible way to cope with depression so like take take it with a grain of salt, but um, in case we do get into any triggering type deal, I will let you know right away that hey, we're about to talk about this, and I'm gonna do my best to make timestamps for the video version. But audio listeners, just if something res- if something is about to hit you, we'll let you know, and just try and fast forward through it. I don't know how long it'll take us, but try and fast forward through it. But uh, with all of those warnings being thrown out, Kyle. Personal experiences with depression. What has it been like? Maybe like one recent or past episode of depression that you felt was really tough if you want to talk about it. And I want to use coping methods afterwards. So more so like what it was like dealing with the depression episode. Sure. Um, For me, it's a lot of dwelling um, and no action (laughs) for the most part. Uh, So it's a lot of thinking about what I should do, what I can do, what I will do, um, but never taking action on that for the, for the most part. And uh, it keeps going, like well, like I mentioned earlier, kind of cycles back, you know, maybe next day will be better, maybe next mm-hmm. day will be better. Sometimes it's not, and you get caught in this loop of 
just dwelling in your mind thinking that you're doing something when in reality you haven't really done anything at all yeah um and you could get stuck there for a long time um uh especially like after things like breakups or stuff like that yep. you could definitely get stuck there for a very very long time and it's hard to get out of it um i don't even know if i'm out of it <laughs> at this point i'm still i'm still um, dwelling too much. At least I do stuff, though. I, yeah. I take action, and I yeah. I make things, at least. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's getting kind of almost trapped in your own mindset. Getting trapped with yourself, getting trapped with your ego and your own self-talk a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, usually it's a negative self-talk. It's never usually good, right? Yeah. If yeah. you were positive to yourself, you'd probably have better self-esteem yeah. and get yourself out of these loops and get yourself out yeah. of these negative feedback. Uh, kind of loop things um so yeah that's kind of how i struggle with depression it's like slow it's slow it's always just one thing right it's just like a diet right you're just like yeah. i'm gonna eat i'm gonna donut today yeah and then you're just like oh, i'll just have another one tomorrow and then it just keeps going growing yeah. and growing same thing with depression you're gonna it's just like you you just got caught up in your thoughts today a little bit yeah and then the next day you kind of got caught up in your thoughts again and then half a month half like years pass yeah, yeah months pass years pass and you're just like well, I'm not really doing anything I'm just thinking yeah. and dwelling yeah and usually a lot of times for people they're cycling through past memories past yeah. negative memories yeah, trying yeah. to solve what could have been which is impossible because it already happened um, really quick with that one because you mentioned it there was a quote I don't know who said it that once said anxiety is because you're focused too much on the future mm -hmm. and what could happen what hasn't happened depression is you focusing on the past and trying to think about yeah. what if what you need to fix so I just wanted to bring that up but go ahead man um yeah so it's uh it's usually this negative self-talk where you're constantly battling or uh, not battling it's Again, it's like your, it's a mix of like your ego, and usually someone else's uh, self-esteem that was put into you from a young age. Usually your parents or your mom or yeah. someone that you hate, maybe a bully or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's usually someone else's voice that you're projecting onto yourself. Yeah. Most of the time, sometimes it's yourself. Maybe it's just that hard on yourself. Who knows? Yeah. But a lot of times, it's like a parent that probably treated you poorly. Yeah. Um, that's usually the case. Yeah. So. Uh, recognizing that's maybe these thoughts that you're having with yourself that you're cycling through day to day that you're just kind of picking on yourself and bullying yourself with aren't yeah. even your thoughts yeah, yeah. they're probably a pattern of behavior that your parents did at a young age and mm -hmm. you're just picking up that behavior yeah um, so like recognizing those I guess we're, oh, I'm going into coping so I shouldn't dwell too much on that but um, dwelling Dwelling is Dwelling. the is the problem, right? Yeah. Getting stuck in your head, and yeah. I don't have an I don't really have an answer to yeah. how to get out of that. Yeah. Um, but that is where it starts, right? And yeah. uh, one thing I learned when I've I've been reading a bunch of uh, just random like books throughout throughout my life, and um, a, a good one is to when you find yourself thinking of these thoughts, having like a word that you say out loud, like you, all of a sudden you're walking, we're talking, like I'm talking to you right now, but yeah. out of nowhere I just think of like a shitty situation that happened to me yeah. and I just start having these bad thoughts. Like if I have these bad thoughts, it's, it's, it's 
important to recognize it as fast as possible. Yeah. So like, if I'm having this thought right now, I would just say out loud, like thinking or yeah, or like I'm having these thoughts. Or like some type of word yeah. that you say out loud to let you know that you're dwelling yeah. in the moment. Yeah, kind of brings um, you back in. It brings you back in, yeah, and it, it kind of gets you out of it. Um, that's hard to do. Sometimes you go too deep and then you're like, oh, wait, 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 let me go back. But yeah, it's 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 hard. It's hard. It's just figuring out these moments and not letting yourself because the key is to it's a it's a cycle right it's a loop you're gonna endlessly go down this rabbit hole yeah and the key is to cut it off yeah. before it happens too yeah. far yeah and i think that's that's uh it's the best coping solution i could give but again i don't i don't i don't know how to the, the hard part's again catching it I yeah don't, i don't know how to do this yeah um what about yourself so experiences with depression i'm definitely currently going through a depressive episode right now and i say this because it takes me forever to fucking wake up in the morning like my body is up at like seven o'clock but i'm literally staying in bed till like nine ten o'clock i'm like i have no urge to get up and start my day right now like that's like a big dragon for me like it's hard to really tell what put me in a depressive state right now with me because I have bipolar disorder and originally what used to happen is you flux between manic and depressive. So I'd get my manic highs and then when that wears out, the next state when you come down is depression. So that mm -hmm. made a lot of sense to me at least back then. But now since being medicated, I don't really get as intense manic episodes and I don't get them as often. So like me now i'm kind of sitting here i was like am i just always in a constant state of depression and like when i was getting manic episodes that was really the only time i was getting a break with them and it's i know like there were certain events last year that i can pinpoint that definitely dragged me down further like it was around the beginning of last year i think around like march or so mm -hmm. having some trouble with some friends there was kind of issues going on over there I was just getting started into photography and I was getting really discouraged and just everything felt heavy. Everything felt really, really heavy. Like a lot of people think depression is constantly feeling sad or maybe even crying. But like for me, when it crept in, like it was feeling heavy and it was feeling almost numb. Mm -hmm. Like sad things would happen to me. But I wouldn't necessarily cry to them. Like, I feel like, man, I'm kind of sad about this, but it's just kind of like sits and marinates. And it's like you said, you sort of just kind of dwell. Yeah. And it's a weird thing because like a lot of people say like if you cry, it'll help you process it and cope. And I feel like that is true. So when you're depressed and you kind of have that numbing state, since you can't really express or let those emotions out, they kind of just drag you way the fuck down. And it's like, What's funny is I notice I can get a little bit more irritated when depressed, but for the most part, like, shit that makes me angry, I'm like, fuck, that sucks, but I just have no fucks to give. And it's not like a positive, like, yeah, I'm not going to give a fuck about that. I'm going to be better than it. It's me just like, you know what? Don't care. Just, I just fucking whatever, dude. Like, it, it's cool, whatever. You called me an asshole. It's just normally I get infuriated by it, but you know what? I'm just going to fucking sit here and dwell on it. And instead, like, too, like, you'll hear whatever was said to you and instead of angry, you once again, you dwell on it, you ruminate on it, you're like, man, maybe I really am an asshole. Maybe I did this thing and that thing and maybe I should have done it. Once again, it's like going back into the past and feeling like, man, maybe I should have done this differently and tried to do that differently and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's rough, man. It's really rough. And just waking up is the biggest struggle that hands down happen in the morning and just 
everything feels so much slower getting started trying to get moving like i try to keep exercise as a regular portion of my activities mm -hmm. and when depressed i can still try and do it but i can definitely tell just getting it started it's so much so much harder like I can still do things when I'm depressed, but essentially it's like if I'm normally operating at like an eight, when I'm depressed, I'm operating at like a four. Gotcha. So it's just everything so much harder to start up. It's like a computer that like the hard drive space is really full. You don't have enough RAM. So it's like, I can still do what you want me to do, but it's going to take me a lot longer to do these things and process these things and work with it. And numbness is the big thing, feeling weighted down and like... The sadness is the hardest part, once again, because you don't feel it as deeply as you should. Like, it's hard to really feel. And, like, when I'm depressed, I will try and go out and do things. Like, the period that I got depressed in last year, I think, was before Anime Expo. And that was a July-ish, that around period. So when I went to the con, like, my friend's like, yeah, come to con, do this. I got in his press. I was like, all right, I'm going to book shoots. And in the moment, I'm definitely feeling alive and enjoying myself i'm like yeah i got dragged out of here it's kind of better i'm feeling good but i will have patches especially because at a con you're so busy and stuff like normally you feel tired and you might want to eat or something like when those patches would hit me at a con i'd kind of sit there and just be like fuck fuck like i just want to like i just want to stop right now like i just yeah Part of you is just like, man, maybe I should call it a day and go home early. Like, I don't know. And it's like, I have a lot of friends that bring a lot of good energy and stuff. So it's a little bit easier for me to drag out of that. But it still feels like even when you're having fun, you're like, man, having fun takes a lot of energy so out of me when I'm depressed. Yeah. Like, it's tough. So I, I went out, I did that. And in the moment, having fun, doing my thing, the four days are over. Then I have photography to work on. So once again, it's a drag to get up and do it. But I'm just like, all right, I'm still doing it. It makes me joy. But then once all of that is gone, that's it. It just creeps right back in. That feeling, that dragging is heavier and everything. And it's like, we'll get into coping after this. But essentially having that being out there and then having that work to do yeah. kind of helps mask the feeling for a little bit. But then it just drags you right back down. So like, that's probably some of the experiences I've had with depression most recently in the past. Like when you mentioned bad breakup definitely had led to really bad depression for me, just mm -hmm. life situations and stuff. And it's tough, man. Depression is, depression's a different kind of beast. Although I will say I kind of prefer being depressed over anxious because yeah. at least depression, I can make decisions. It's just a little bit longer, a little bit slower. Whereas anxiety, like, like you mentioned loops, Gorgeous. like anxiety keeps me in a horrible it'll, loop, just it'll, constantly it'll like, push oh, that feedback loop oh, up yeah. to like 10. Yeah. You'll loop faster. You'll yeah. Like, be like, I'm good. No, nope, yeah. fuck that. Fuck everything. Yeah. No, nope, let's yeah. burn it all down. Yeah. At least if you, <laughs> with depression, they tell yourself, you know what? I'm not good. And then you yeah. just drag with that feeling. Whereas anxiety is like, well, I think I'm not doing good, but wait, there's this thing. Oh man, but do I really want to do this thing? But if I don't do this thing, then this might happen. But if that happens and then this, I'm like, that's, that's exactly what the anxiety is. We'll probably do anxiety next episode. Cause that's a good follow, but no, like that's, those have been some of my personal experiences with depression. And I feel like now that we've kind of sorted that out, I think it'd be good to sort of go a little bit into ways that we can kind of sort of cope and, you know, there's a, <laughs> I want you to start with coping, but before I do that, there's just there's one thing I want to bring up. I was watching a Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj, and they were talking about mm. uh, mental health. And he goes into this bit where he's talking about uh, how it was like dealing with his parents. And then he's just like, yeah, dad, I'm really sad. He's like, drink water and pray. 
<laughs> and he's just like, oh, I'm still feeling sad. All right, go take a nap. Like, that shit just made me laugh because it's like... I feel like parents, some of them, because of the older generation, they don't know too much. But for some people, like, they're just like, that's how you cope. Like, it's normal feeling completely crushed and feeling the weight of the world on your shoulder. Just like, drink water, pray, or like, the new age version is like, drink a kale smoothie and do yoga and meditate. And that'll completely cure you of your shit. But coping, <coughs> coping with depression is an interesting one. Kyle, what do you, what, I know you mentioned before you said you kind of have trouble, but is there anything that you try and do? Or is it mostly like, you can talk about unhealthy stuff sure. too that you might do, that way we can kind of have a balance between it. Um, so the first thing that I try to do <clears throat> during depression is uh, you gotta do three things first to make sure it's not just regular depression, like it's actual, like you're, you're, you have a deep-seated uh, uh, clinical depression is exercise, uh, have some type of human contact, human connection, human communication, and some type of uh, interaction with nature. You okay. have to do those things, three things first, before uh -huh. you can rule in if it's depression or uh, are you just being a lazy asshole at yeah. the moment and you just, you're in a rut. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference yeah. between the two, man. Yeah, it really is, it really is, yeah. especially if you're just being lazy and you're just like, you're just not in the mood and you ate poorly and now you're just kind of like you're all jacked up because of you ate poorly or you drank or something and yeah that. and and you got to get yourself out of that feeling first yeah um, which is different from depression so knock those three things out first instantly that's you got to do that before you can make any more judgment after that if you're still feeling it you have to take more steps to cope for coping mechanisms um, I do smoke a lot of cannabis that helps but um, I try not to. Um, that's a bad. Yeah. That's a bad one to go down. Take that um, one with a grain of salt, listeners yeah. slash viewers. Um, I do. Uh, I try to eat. So even uh, I have this even when I'm trying to eat healthy. So if I'm uh, if I'm eating poorly, I'll just eat whatever. But uh, for me, since I have this like anxiety that wants me to like do something it's impulsive it's like yeah. an impulsive behavior yeah so i take that impulsive behavior and try to like eat like something healthy like a like kale or like kimchi or like yeah. something some type of vegetable or carrot or something yeah. um do you notice so keep my mouth it's like almost yeah. like a mat like an oral fixation almost. well do you notice too since you're bringing up food do you have more of an appetite less of an appetite when you're depressed like kind of in between well when i'm depressed and sober I, and not uh, consuming cannabis, no appetite. Okay. The uh, the cannabis helps with the appetite. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is good because I wouldn't eat probably anything yeah. if I didn't. If I was uh, if I was just depressed and sober. Yeah, which yeah. is bad. I think, yeah. personally, because I like to see like a piece of candy and be like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, and that's not good. Yeah, at all. There's no calories in that. Yeah, there's no it's cal empty calories. All empty. Yeah. Um, other coping mechanisms. I'm trying to think. In the moment, I like working personally. I'm a big yeah. fan of just working. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like. I believe like the. Do you know who Jacko Willink is? He's like a huge. He was like a Navy oh. Seal. Yes, 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 yes. I've heard of a podcast. He's all yeah. about like self discipline. He's all about uh, discipline leads to freedom, right? So a disciplined mind, a uh, a disciplined person is a free person because they're they're free from pain and yeah for him it's like pain right so it's like you will experience pain and it's yeah. it's to uh it's okay to feel pain sometimes mm -hmm. and it's and 
and recognizing that it's okay to feel pain allows you to accept the pain and embrace it too. Um, this also is something that uh, Tara Brock uh, mentions in her book Radical Acceptance, where it's like embracing the moment, whether it's negative or positive. It's kind of a similar thing, and that allows you to recognize, like in the moment. Again, you're trying not to associate a negative or positive connotation to anything, right? Yeah, yeah. So you just, it just is. Yeah. This is happening. It could yeah. be painful, it could be nice, it could be pleasant. Yeah, yeah. It just is. And ha being able to have the discipline to ha have, especially mental discipline, to just acknowledge that it just is. It just, it isn't, it isn't pain, it isn't pleasure, it isn't happy, it isn't good, it isn't sad, yeah. it isn't any of these human terms that it's I just happening. It's just happening. And having that mental discipline, be able, being able to do that, leads to like freedom of the mind in many ways okay. i think yeah. um so i kind of uh, adhere to that i don't uh, execute that in any way yeah. oh, um, a little bit at a yeah. time but i'm not like fully uh fully in it i always I always find myself falling back and looping through uh, negative self-hate and stuff like that too so yeah. but i think that's a, an important one yeah. that's why i work a lot because i find myself actually enjoying life more as I work even though it's painful yeah. it's yeah. stressful it's stressful yeah. as fuck to work constantly but yeah. I'm finding myself enjoying life even though the moment is stressful and painful okay um, because I found like yesterday or was it two days ago I didn't have anything booked or scheduled or planned didn't have any work to do and I just found myself drinking and smoking too much and doing mm -hmm. really nothing yeah was watching movies, I guess, catching yeah. up on movies. Yeah. But, but still, I just found myself like doing bad, bad habits yeah. because I was yeah. doing nothing. Yeah, you gotta have something situation. to fill that void. Exactly. Depression, in a sense, too. That's a good way to put it. Is a void, and you need something to be stuffed into that void. Kind of, yeah. 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 Um, I should start playing video games again. I have. You been, should. I haven't been doing that. It's a great thing. It keeps your hands moving. It keeps your mind active. Yeah. Uh, I don't do that as often. Yeah. I need to. I'm trying to get better at that, man. Yeah. Like, if I look behind me, I can see my game collection. There's still two <laughs> perfectly sealed games amongst <laughs> one, two, three, see, four, five, See, I'm too five, impulsive six, to do seven, that. Even games. if I never played it, that yeah. would have been opened by now. Yeah. That would have been opened, all the wrappers out, everything. That would have been opened yeah. before I got home from the store yeah. from purchasing it. It keep it helps me <laughs> keep track of what I haven't started because if I see things that aren't open, I'm just like, oh, they're they're there, they're just there. It's okay. So those are general, generally what general you like to try and coping do. Coping mechanisms, yeah, yeah, for the most part. Right. Um, yeah. What about you? So uh, one of my mottos in life is: if you're feeling depresso, have some espresso. And I feel that's probably the best way <laughs> to cope with it. But no, what's funny is, uh, so like substances are an interesting coping mechanism because mm -hmm. with depression, you feel bogged down a lot. Yeah. And with ADHD, there's a weird focus. So for me, like coffee is both a good and a bad coping mechanism yes. for me because like when I first wake up, I always have coffee anyways, but like... When I first wake up, that first cup of coffee is extremely important to kickstart me, to get me going, to get my brain able mm -hmm. to like sit down and focus. And the problem is like, normally I'll have like one cup in the morning, then one cup in the afternoon. By the way, one cup, I'm doing like a hand motion is like a giant mug. It's probably like, what is the technically a cup is like eight ounces or some shit like that. Yeah. So like for me, one cup is like 16 ounces, maybe a little bit over that. Nobody drinks a standard one cup of coffee. I don't believe that whatsoever, like an eight ounce. Yeah. 
But uh, so yeah, with me, I have that quote one cup in the morning, the one in the afternoon, and then pretty much set. But like lately, like I have the one in the morning, I have the one in the afternoon, and then usually by like so like second cups around like one two o'clock. Then by like three four o'clock, sometimes five o'clock, I'll have another cup of coffee then, and it's just like yeah. it keeps me going, it keeps me leveled. But then when it comes time to sleep, like sometimes I'll be able to go to sleep, but I can tell it's a little bit of like a restless sleep and it just adds to the cycle of depression because since I'm not getting as deep of a sleep, it takes me longer to wake up. It drags me more. So it's like coffee for me is both a positive and a negative coping mechanism when it comes to depression. I used to, uh, like you, I used to smoke a lot of weed when I was depressed and it's, I don't do it now because then I can't tell why weed for some reason like during the day especially if I have too much of it it'll make me really antsy it doesn't matter if it's an indica sativa whatever type of strain like I just notice like everything hits me harder and I get more trapped inside of my head with it yes. but for some reason like last year when I was going through that funk and once again we're not suggesting that you use weed to cope talk to a medical professional but there are studies and shit out there that say weed does help last year when i was in my depressive states that actually was something very helpful for me like it was elevating my mood it was helping me with my appetite because when i'm depressed i have a lot of trouble eating and uh yeah. part of that stems too i won't go into anything triggering so don't worry but i used to have an eating disorder so I have a frequency when I'm more stressed or depressed to want and not eat gotcha. because of that fear of that eating disorder. So at least with weed, it'll kind of put me in a state. It's like, all right, I can have a little bit of my appetite. I'm not too stressed out that I'm going too far overboard with it. So it would help with that. And just like, it's, it's both like, once again, it's me throwing it out there. I feel like it's both a positive coping mechanism, but now for me, for some reason, like getting high is just like, it throws me in such like a weird state. Like I usually pretty much now, the only time that I can get high, like, at the end of the day, if I'm going to play a video game or if I'm, like, hanging out with my friends and we're just fucking, like, watching a movie or something like that, mm -hmm. I can do it. But prior, like, I just remember one day, like, this was my coping to get out of it. Like, I hit up a couple buddies of mine. I was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Let's just fucking go free on me. Let's just go out. Let's do a photo shoot. Let's just fucking have some fun. So I remember that day I woke up, smoked my little wake and bake, got all my gear ready, got hyped up. We went out to downtown. One of my friends ran a little bit late, but my other one there got early. We went to the last bookstore. I took some shots and shit nice. in there. We wandered around. Then we ended up in Little Tokyo after with my friend. We did some shit on like a rooftop. Then we did some shit in the streets. And we were just like, we're having a good time. I had my vape on me, so I'm like taking hits. And I'm just having like a good time laughing with my buddies. Lots of good vibes. Then I think we went to, uh, did we go? Yeah, we went to 82 at the end of the night. Really dope arcade. I highly recommend everyone check it out if you can make it out to downtown LA. And we had a drink, we played some games. It was a really good time, really good vibe, and all of that just kind of kept me going. And then mm -hmm. the day after, I had some content to work on that kind of kept me afloat, kind of kept me alive, and once again, get high, do the thing. And that was like the cycle that I had then that worked. But now, once again, because of my frame of mind and how weed hits me now, it's the tough part. Like, I get up, I drink my coffee, I try and get my exercise in. It's a lot slower for me to jump into things, but I'm trying, and I do meditate. Meditation is, meditation's weird. It helps me a lot with anxiety because it slows the thoughts down. With depression, it's it's kind of a mix because your thoughts are already kind of slowed down. They're just more dwelling. Oh, here comes our guest star again, Cuddles yeah, the Cat. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it kind of bogged me down. So like meditation, hello cat, do you want to talk about depression? Do you have depression? 
<laughs> she's like, no, I'm not like you lame-ass humans. Yeah, yeah. I have an easy life. <laughs> if reincarnation is real, part of me wants to come back as a human, but then I'm just like, the struggle of being a human is crazy. I would like to come back as a spoiled house cat. Just like, don't pay rent, just lay around, sleep, eat, chase lasers and shit. <laughs> Anyways, going back to how I cope now. So I wake up, I try and get my exercise in. Since I'm not smoking and I'm drinking a lot of coffee, I know for a fact eating food has become a bit of a struggle, but I try and get some healthy food in. I try and eat. Every once in a while, I'll treat myself. I'll have a donut or something because I'm just like, hey, I need the little sugar pick-me-up. And then just like working, trying to book photo shoots, trying to get out and do shoots because for me, when I'm editing and when I'm out in the shoot, it puts me in a flow state. Right. It puts me in this frame of mind that even though I have depression going on, being out there in that present, it pulls you into the present, the flow state. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about it. Once the shoot's done, then obviously the feelings come flooding back in because you're not there, but at least in the moment, it really helps me. And then you mentioned it before, social interaction is huge. Yeah. Even if I can't like, I have a weird mindset where I'm just like, man, if I'm going out with the friends, I gotta try and do something productive, but I've kind sure. of helped myself more now. Like, no, it's okay to go out with a friend. Like one of my favorite things is barcades. I don't drink anymore, but I still love to go to a barcade. So like I'll hit up a friend, we'll go hit up a barcade. And for me, it puts me in a good frame of mind because I'm out there with my friend, I'm socializing, I'm having fun. And then I'm playing a lot of these games that kind of put me with a nostalgic feel. Some of them are newer. And once again, it's something to sort of pull me into the moment to enjoy myself. And I feel like if anything, like finding things that put you in that flow state and drag you into the moment are very huge and very helpful mm -hmm. for depression right there. And then just, that's pretty much the general vibe. Trying to be social when I can, just being kind to myself too. If there's one last takeaway I can put out there is reminding myself that some days just waking up and getting out of bed is already a win right there. Yeah. Because some people can't even do that. Some people, like I've had friends that be like, dude, I wake up and I'm in bed for like another like half of the day. Like I can't bring myself out to do anything. And I have some friends, like no judgments by the way on anyone because I've been there before too. It's like, I can't even bring myself to brush my teeth or take a shower and things like that. So like, as funny as it sounds, celebrating small victories. Like if you got up out of bed, if you were able to like drink some coffee or have a little bit of breakfast, if you're able to go brush your teeth, take a shower, do all those basic things, that alone is already a victory right there. And it's uh, noticing small accomplishments a lot too. Like. I mentioned basic self-care, but like, as a, since we're photographers, like if we book a shoot, yeah, that's already a small victory right there. We got a shoot, we got some money coming in, we got a little bit of work that we can do for the next few days, that's a small victory right there. And then you mentioned video games. I feel like sometimes people take it away as like a negative, like no, you're wasting time, but no, like playing a video game and getting through it gives you that sense of accomplishment at least, because you yeah. feel once again that, hey, I accomplish something i understand it's in the digital realm like i'm playing resident evil 2 right now but i killed a bunch of zombies and i'm finding the medallions and i'm solving the puzzle and all this shit and it gives your brain that reward system where it's like hey i'm doing things i'm checking things off like that's why i had a horrible addiction to world of warcraft because mm -hmm. that game is like you go get a quest then you go it's like kill 10 boars then you kill all 10 boars and you hear the little ding you're like hey i did it you turn it in and then you're given a piece of equipment and then you go do the next quest and then there's more dings it's it's a double-edged sword, but your brain, your brain can't necessarily process the difference between something in the real world and something in the digital world. Right. It just sees, this was an activity, I did it, and now I have that sense of accomplishment and completion, 
and that's going to give me, is it serotonin? Is that the one? Well, it's either serotonin or an endorphin boost, one of the two. It gives you that good, feel-good chemical in your brain, so at least in the moment. So yeah. just small accomplishments, small victories, and just trying to stay busy and just being kind to yourself and lots of coffee. Lots and lots of coffee. I'd say those are probably like some of the solid like coping mechanisms that I have right there with depression, but man, I don't know if there's anything else I can think of, but negative coping methods, probably like, like I said, weed is a double-edged sword. I don't drink anymore, but drinking can definitely turn into one that's really bad. And they always say this to people like drinking is a depressant. And I'm like, you know what? It kind of makes sense in the moment you're enjoying yourself, but once the come down hits you, it's definitely like a ugh, ugh feeling. It's just very bogging you down, very dragging you down. But yeah, yeah. I think is there any other coping methods you might think of, or I mean, kind of hit most of the bases. We hit with most that one? of them, um, yeah, that aren't yeah. sexual. Yeah, <laughs> sex. So, see, um, to go into that really quick though, sex is a double-edged sword when it sure. comes to depression because it's like. You get sex with a person, you're like, yeah, this is awesome, I'm with another person, I'm getting that that feeling of validation because I'm with someone, and then the orgasm in the moment, but then, if you're in a funk where you can't find anyone to have sex with, that'll make you more depressed because you're going to sit there and be like, damn, dude, I can't even find somebody to sleep with, I must be like, this is me getting kind of personal with my own thought process, I must be like unattractive, I must not be a good partner, and like, e even though I'm not sleeping, I'm like, man, I must be shitty in the bed, and this and that, and like, puts you in this loop, so it's a double-edged sword, because if you get someone, mm. you're just like, yeah, there's that feeling of validation, and I'm doing sure. the thing, and I'm in the moment, but then if you can't find someone, then there's that thought process in your brain, where like, why can't I find anyone? Right. Am I unattractive? Right, right. Am I unwanted? So then you resort to masturbation, yeah. and then you end up spending way too many hours on Pornhub, both of your hands get very tired, it's and it's just, it's a really bad yeah. method. I'm too impulsive for me, so I don't even, I try not to even start, because then yeah. it's just like one finger, two fingers, and you got a whole fist up there, and you're just like, alright, I need to stop. Throwback to butt <sighs> stuff again with anime, like I feel like... Since we're kind of on the topic though, I feel like porn and sex is definitely one of those coping mechanisms that god i think they can be positive to an extent because you know you always read the studies like yeah an orgasm is really good for your mental health it's really good apparently it boosts your immune system because of all the feel-good chemicals that you got going into it but then that is something if you really sit down and boil down to it can become addictive can become abusive sure. like not a lot of people realize it. like sex addiction is a thing and when you use the term sex addiction, it's not just related to having sex with an actual person, person, an actual person. It can happen too from just watching a lot of porn and fucking masturbating like crazy. Like anything that makes you feel good that's done in excess can become a negative coping method, can become an addiction. So like that's, that's something right there that I feel like some people sort of forget about that it can, it can help you, but it can also really, really sure. fucking like harm the shit out of oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And if you end up going out having sex, please practice safe sex. This is the one recommendation that we can give you that you should take. That you don't need to talk to a doctor. You don't need any medical certificates. Have safe sex, y'all. Please. It doesn't matter where you're finding the person. It doesn't matter how well you know them. Have safe sex. It's very important. This has been a public service announcement by Tofu Waifu. <laughs>
Uh, sex positivity. We got to promote that, even if we're sort of talking about how sex can become an addiction and crippling. But those, uh, that's been coping methods. That's kind of been depression. I think we've, uh, I think we've covered a lot of ground. I think we've hit all bases with it. But yeah, that's depression for you. Feels like you're weighed down. You're doing your best to drag through it. Mm -hmm. Um, one last note that I'd like to make: uh, clinical depression versus. I don't know if we could say like basic depression, but there are two types of depression as well. If you're a person that in your normal day-to-day -day life, you consider yourself chemically balanced in a good frame of mind, sort of like, I don't want to use the term normal, nobody's normal, but like you're, you're an average person where you're just like, hey, I can get through life, I'm doing all right. You can still experience depression, but one thing you have to ask yourself, you know, Kyle mentioned the basic things. One thing that you have to ask yourself too is, what has happened in my life recently? If you're normally in a really good mood, general vibe, but then somebody that you know well dies, it is normal to be thrown into a depressive state because mm. of your life circumstance, because of your situation. And you might not necessarily need full-blown medical help. I guess I highly recommend going to a therapist, finding, well, I say recommend, but remember, we're not medical professionals, so ask a medical professional, but therapy can help because you have somebody to sort of talk to, process those feelings, talking to a friend, that sort of thing. But once again, unless a doctor really recommends it, you might not need medication or anything of that nature, and it might be a temporary thing. You might just be sad. Yeah, you might just be, that's the point where you can say you're sad. But then there's the depression that involves chemical imbalances in your brain. And that doesn't matter. Like no matter what you have going on in your life, like you could fucking like win the lotto. Sure. But if you're still feeling super down and super sad, that's most likely clinical depression. That might be depression that you need to work through in other ways. Once again, seeing a therapist, seeing a medical professional, possibly being put on medication. So understand depression does come in different shades and it can happen to the best of you. Even if you have a normal balanced life and that sort of thing, if something hits you, it's going to make you depressed, break up, life circumstance, anything like that. So just everybody can experience depression, but there are different levels of it, much like there is with all sorts of mental illness. So. What has been like your longest like spout of depression? Like how long, is it, how long have you gone? Like year. A year. Yeah, I've had like... It's pretty bad. It's hard to tell once again because like I'm bipolar, so I had manic highs and then depressive and then some mania episodes don't go in the like crazy. You just feel like... Mm -hmm. I think this looks about mania. Sometimes it makes you just feel overly confident. It boosts your sex drive in a weird way. You have more energy. You need to sleep, but you can sleep off of like six hours, four hours, five hours, and still feel great. And most of your people around you will see you and be like, oh, he's, he's just really happy in life. So that's the hard part. It's hard for me to tell because of these conditions. How long have I really been manic? How long have I really been depressed? Like, what right. is the actual thing? But like, I can definitely say now that the manic episodes have kind of come down, like it's, it lasts months. I feel like I've had depressive episodes that have last almost close to a year and just various things in my life kind of help level it for a minute and then they come crashing back down. So it's, it's tough, man. What about you? What do you feel like has been the longest depressive? Mm, it's it's, I probably went like a good like two, three years. Honestly. Yeah, that can bad. happen. But it was bad, like when my early twenties, like twenty-two, yeah, to like twenty-three, twenty-five. Yeah, uh, it was bad. That was that was a bad cycle. I was I wasn't getting out. I was in a hole. Yeah, I wasn't getting out of it. It took me it took a long time. Yeah, 
It's a bad time though. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, but other than that, I get I go in like waves of yeah. like a couple months here and there. Yeah. For the most part, it's, that's usually how it is now. It's just like waves of yeah. random bouts, uh, and then it gets better. Um, yeah. It always gets better, even if it's just for a short period of time. It does get better. You can't stay afloat. Just like I said, depression is one of those things where it's normal. Sometimes it happens from a chemical imbalance, and it's just. I feel like everybody in their life experiences at least once. Even the I'm using quotation marks healthiest of people go through bouts of depression, and it's just some people can handle them, push through them a lot easier, and other people just they might need more help than others. So that's depression, man. That's depression. It's kind of I hope we didn't bog you guys down and bring you down with that one, but you know we're trying. Sometimes we gotta talk serious things that are a little sad, but we try and at least put. A bit of an uplifting spin, which is why we talked about masturbation and butt stuff. Always. Because that's always funny to an extent. To an extent. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with uh some good good vibes like always. Kyle, what's something you're reading, doing, anything at all that you've been really enjoying lately? I just did a really cool photo shoot with uh I don't know if you know him, Avery. Your dad cosplay. Yes, on yes, I do. Instagram. The Poison yes, Ivy one, right? Poison Ivy. I'm really yes. digging that shoot that I just did. Yeah. Uh, super awesome. I started using Photoshop again instead of just photo editing. I'm actually putting more effort into, yeah. <laughs> into photos. Um, so I, I really dug that shoot. It was. It inspired me to do uh, more. I like. Sh there, it was a shoot that made me want to do more, which is cool. Which yeah. isn't every shoot. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Um, I booked a wedding that's coming up. That's gonna nice, be great. Dude. That's gonna pay well. Weddings are wild, but yeah. man, they pay. Um, doing that. Um, reading. I am reading. Um, go read Marauders. It's Don of X book. I'm always gonna recommend at least one Don of X book per yeah. week. Uh, Kitty Pride, which I'm also doing a gender bin cosplay of. I saw the progress on that. On that. It looks cool. Gonna be cool. Um, go. Read what else? Go read. Go read um, Jekyll Willink's book, which I don't even know the name of, but he came out with a book. Go read. Do a book. Google. Uh, go read Tara Brock. Uh, I think it's called Radical uh, Radical Acceptance. Radical Acceptance. Yeah. Good book. Those are yeah. good books for like, under living in the moment and uh, dealing with things that happen, whether they're happy, sad, painful, or good feeling. Yeah. So go check those out. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Um, for me, one thing I kind of, we briefly touched on it, but exercise is always a good way to cope with depression if you can bring yourself. And I just finished uh, 30 days of yoga, which oh, was nice. very, very interesting, very cool. It really... Did you do the Adrian one? No, no, no. I did a yoga with Tim. Yoga with Tim. Check that one out if YouTube? you get a chance to. Yeah, YouTube. Yoga oh, with cool. Tim was great. 30-day program. And uh, it was fun because he structures it to kind of build upon the last one and you get better and better. But I liked it because it it really pulled me in the moment. It really caused me to sort of be way more self-aware of my body. Because sometimes when you're lifting weights, doing running hits, sometimes you just get really hard into it and you kind of just lose your presence and you're just like, I need to lift the heavy weight or I need to run faster. Whereas yoga is like, you really got to ground yourself in there, focus your breath and go through the poses. And it made me become really more self-aware of my body of various areas that I could tell were strong, various areas that were probably weaker, had problems with, and it it was kind of humbling because I used to be way, way flexible in my like early, early to mid twenties. 
Then I started to get reckless with some of my exercise, some of the way I trained jujitsu. I pushed myself through injuries that I shouldn't have. And I can feel where all those imbalances were built. And now I'm just like, okay, I have to rebuild and grow and fix those sort of problems that are going on. So that kind of like, it helped me become more aware of my body. Like, hey, I am stronger than I think I am. And I know what I need to work on and improve. And having that mindset, like, hey, I have things to work on and improve kind of puts me in a good frame like hey now I know when I jump into my next thing Mm -hmm. I got something I want to work on and having once again goals to work on and stuff helps me cope with various things and I really like that and then uh outside of that I picked up uh I think we talked about it briefly at the start Resident Evil 2 I've been playing the remake on PlayStation 4 man it's I don't think I talked about this part in the podcast but I was talking about it with Kyle Pryor it's a really good remake because it's if you were to play the original Resident Evil 2 side by side with it, everything's very similar. Like the way the areas are structured, the mm-hmm. puzzles, everything you're doing. But the thing is, it's it looks really good and it feels like a modern gen game. Like you don't have the... I'm not going to stand up and walk to the room camera where you're just like... Rotating. The weird rotating. Yeah. Like you actually can move, you can move in like a normal plane, and you feel like you're functioning. You don't feel like stiffing a robot. The zombies are a lot harder though than I remember them. Like if you shoot them in the head, they will not die. Mm. You're supposed to. My friend told me the trick. If you're watching this and need some pointers, the trick is shooting them in the nose. I don't know why, but he said shoot them in the nose. So I'm gonna try that later on today when I play it to see if that somehow has a positive change but no playing resident evil 2 is great because it's a nostalgia trip and it's updated and it's really good and i fucking love zombies 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 are just really really one of my favorite horror things like i feel like everybody has that horror thing that they like that doesn't scare them it excites them and zombies is mine okay zombies is mine i don't have a kink for zombies though because you know you might get bitten and die and turn into a zombie so that wouldn't be fun at all this is necrophilia when you think about it. It is. Yeah. It is. I want to say no kink shaming, but I don't think necrophilia no, is really... a good really... one to kink shame. Yeah. kink shame that. Yeah. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. Just the yoga was really good. Playing Resident Evil. I beat yeah. Borderlands 3 finally. So once again, when I'm depressed and I get to play some games, it puts me in a good six. I'm like, hey, I know it's... I know it's not necessarily something that great, but I, I, I started something and I finished it. Even if it was a video game, so it was a good feeling. But yeah, that's that's been it, man. That's been what I've been doing. Those are some good feels. Uh, this is episode number four, I believe, and we've just been four. like, we've been consistent with this. I hope month. y'all have been enjoying it. One month. Yeah, it's been one month. Podcast yeah. is now a month old. We're available on all audio platforms except, I believe, SoundCloud, right? Uh, SoundCloud, yeah. Yeah, SoundCloud's the only one because of the way Anchor wow, works. And then I shit. think, yeah, you have to pay. Bucks. Yeah, you got pay. So you can't find us on SoundCloud, but you can literally find us on everything else, which is great. We're available on YouTube. We're available on Facebook. So definitely check those two options out right there. The links are always in the descriptions. And uh, next week, I'm thinking maybe as a follow-up, it'd be good to do anxiety because I feel like they're kind of both sides of the spectrum. But if you have questions for us, you can always hit us up via Instagram. I'm tofu.waifu. Kyle is Kyle V. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to see creative stuff from us, I'm tofu waifu photography. You're filling Valenzuela.photo. Yeah, Valenzuela.photo. That's for our creative. So, but yeah, feel free to hit us up in the DMs. Be like, hey, I got this question for you. If you want us to say your name on air, we can. If you want to be like, hey, I'm just hitting you up. Keep it on the low. Just answer my question for me. We can do that right there. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, various things, let us know. And if you watch this week's episode and you're like, hey, that really resonated with me and I really like that. I have a comment about it. Just let us know. We're doing this for all of you. 
it's sort of a form of therapy for us because we can let things out but at the end of the day we're hoping it helps each and every one of you i'm pointing but those of you listening i, I i'd be pointing at you if you could see it leave us a review on itunes because the algorithm's yeah. like that yeah it's very important leave us reviews on the itunes it's not just the review too, it's the stars or is the stars. review more it's important the than the star? too, yeah. yeah. you start and then yeah. write a comment. Right? Even if it's just one word, it'd be like, thanks cool. to Kyle and Chris, I'm no longer masturbating yeah. five times a day. Yeah, or tell us how many fingers you put up there. It's like <laughs> four stars, three fingers. So two potential shirt <laughs> ideas. Shirt idea one, drinking and fucking with Masato. Yeah. Shirt idea number two, how many fingers in butt? Yes. Yeah, there you it's go. Maybe coming soon. Let us know which shirt you'd rather on. All right, everybody, this has been Talking Feels. We hope y'all enjoyed it. We'll see y'all, or you'll hear us next week. Peace. Next week. That's it. We're doing it. Oh, man. Good job. The cat. The cat. <laughs>